Episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number twenty-one. I'm Alex Beaudry. Back with me on a Sunday, Mr. Mike Corwin. How you doing, Mike? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing okay. This is take number two. We're we're struggling a little bit through the technology <laughs> on this end. Uh, for you know, this is the first time Mike and I are not in the same room. Um, so we're, we're going to work through this, but we're going to figure it out, man. The people want more Mike, so we're going to make this work. I, I think between the two of us, uh, both of us have some type of college degree. Um, I think we should be able to figure this out. You know, uh, you're the fourth virtual podcast I've done, and you're the only one who's had problems. So I'm going to blame this 100% on you. I'm going to take it's, extreme I'm- non-ownership. Rightfully so. And put it all, um, put it all out to your feet. <laughs> uh, rightfully <laughs> so. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly accept it this time. Um, technolo- technologically, uh, just unprepared on this end. Well, uh, neither one of us, well, I shouldn't speak for you. I am not a tech guy to begin with. So we were, you and I were like two drunk monkeys trying to troubleshoot this issue. Uh, but yep. it seems, seems to be working. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. <clears throat> All right. Last time you were on, we ran through the divisional round of the playoffs. Oh, um, God. Yeah, I hate to break it, it to you. You did not have a good week last week. Did um, I get one right? You did not. You went 0 for 4. Um, yeah. I went 3 and 1. So <clears throat> yeah, you real, had a great week. I had a really good week. So um, although I was really – pretty average at picking the over and under um but the tennessee cincy game you had tennessee i had cincinnati we both picked mm-hmm. the over so we both missed there but i had cincy winning it we both had the packers so i don't think we need to relive that game anymore um nope. we, you we did. covered that pretty well yeah we um we both had the under so for whatever that's worth um also that special teams coach still has a job unbelievable uh, Isn't that insane? Anyway. How, where else are you able to underperform the way that you do? And week still after like, week. Yeah, we'll keep you. Yep. Week after week. And it, you can't say it's a talent problem. Like they were the best team in the conference, record-wise. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, now that that ruined my un- afternoon. Um, Tampa versus L.A. You had Tampa and I had L.A. We both had the over there. And then you had Buffalo and I had Kansas City. So, yeah, I had a good week. I went 3-1. and one. Um, If you count the over-unders, I went 6-2. Uh, and two. We, six, we uh, kind of traded, six, place, we traded spaces here a little bit. Uh, but you picked it up when it counts in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah, playoffs. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And now, you know, right now it's 2.52 local time. We got the Chiefs-Cincy game going on. Uh, Kansas City's already up early, 14-3, to although Cincy looks to be driving here. Um, do you think Cincinnati's got a shot today? I mean, I bet against Cincinnati, and I've, I've learned my lesson to oh, bet against they're, Joe Shiesty. They're, they're there. They 
are your Rams. Like I, I won't yes. bet against. I won't bet against the Rams for the rest of the year, and now you won't bet against the <laughs> the Bengals. Is it? Are we about to see like a Rams Bengals Super Bowl? Oh man, that would be awesome. It would be like the teams of redemption. Um, yeah, that would be and like an exciting game, right? Like two high-powered offenses. Uh, the story behind J- like Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow oh, is yeah, just so sure. cool. To like, you won a national title, and now you're a wide receiver quarterback combo, and you're you're gonna play for a Super Bowl. Yeah, amazing stuff. I mean, the good news is whoever comes out of the AFC is going to have that high-octane offense. Like, the Chiefs can just chuck it around the field. I really hope the Rams win, um, just because I would rather see a Rams versus whoever. Like, if the 49ers win, like, I don't want, like, a 14-10 to 10 Super Bowl. And, yeah, and thumbs down. And then, Because, I mean, if, like, and then if, like, the Chiefs go up fourteen nothing on the 49ers. Like that game's over. Like it's it's. So I hope the Rams win just for. I'd love to see a shootout in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. All who, right. So really quick before we jump into it, who do you think the best team is that's left of the four teams? Who do you think, like purely based on talent, is the most talented team left? That's a really good question. I think I think every team that's left has serious question marks. I think I think the favorites probably are the Chiefs just cuz they've been there done that, you know, they've kind of been in this position the last several years and that offense is no joke. But like their defense is nothing to write home about. Um like they can give up some points and some yards. Cincy, I think, is really talented across the board, but they have a young quarterback. You don't know how he's going to respond. And then on the NFC side, the Rams are good, but they have no depth. So they're they're an injury or two away from probably struggling. And the 49ers, their quarterback just hands the ball off 50 times a game. <laughs> like I like That's... I wouldn't want I wouldn't want Jimmy G to go out there with two minutes left to win me in the Super Bowl. That would no. not make me feel good as a 49ers fan. <clears throat> And, like, the Niners are an AC, like a running back ACL tear away from – that's it. I mean, if, right? like if Debo done. Samuel gets if Debo Samuel gets hurt in any capacity, like, they have no offense. Yeah, they're done. They're toast. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs are probably the favorites. I w- like, my power rankings, if I had to do it, I think I would go Chiefs, Rams, Cincy, San Fran. So Chiefs, Rams – Cincinnati, 49ers, in that order. Really? You go 49ers are the least talented team? Yes. I'm with like you they, on all they, of that. They, they, they won last week without scoring an offensive touchdown. Like, they're not going to be able to do that again. Yeah, that's so true. And it's such a, like, that's such a San Francisco way to play a football game, too. Isn't it? And that's such it's such a Green Bay Packers way to lose a game too. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh yep. yeah. They scored 13 points. Oh, how'd they score a touchdown? Oh, it was a blocked punt. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Isn't that just like Wisconsin sports, right? Like you watch a Badger game and you're like, this is 
two hours of defensive, nothing but like defensive juggernauts. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Big Ten football. Well, the Packers lost a Big Ten game last week. How about you? I think you that I would. Different? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you on it. I go back and forth on Kansas City and L.A. being the, the two, like, who's more talented? Um, I jumped off of the L.A. train last week, and I'm super butthurt that I did because I think um, – I think LA, like LA's the team, dude. Um, and Pat can win games with Jackson present, though. Yeah, he seems to have bucked that curse. Like it's the old Pat. Does, he, he's he was just saving himself for when it counts, is what it seems like. Because dude had it in him the whole time. They found their mojo at the perfect time. Yeah, well, even when he wasn't like being pat mahomes they still like were winning games i mean like a slump for him is like an average week for another quarterback i mean i like to bitch and moan because he was my fantasy quarterback but like guy is still the best in the league like he's he's the best quarterback in the league no doubt about it he's not going to get any mvp votes everyone else is like like he's he's the best quarterback in the league i think he's better than rogers Everyone else's bar is here. Pat Mahomes is like here. And yeah. that's why, like, I personally, I think, like, everyone was like, dude, Pat Mahomes sucks now. And it's like, he sucks because you're expecting four touchdowns and 400 yards weekly. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. I mean, they're driving again. Like, they're about to go up 21 to three. This game might be over by halftime. Um, um, I, yeah, I, I think if I had to place. Most talented to least talented, I would go Chiefs, Rams, San Francisco, and then Cincy. I think San Francisco's defense is an X factor for me. I mean, they have a legit defense. Bosa, Fred Warner, um, and they got some ballers on that side. I just think their offense is such a question mark. Yeah. They they give, like... (laughs) Baltimore Ravens, like early 2000s vibes, where it was yes. like Trent Dilfer, and then, yes. like, that was the Ray Lewis defense, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, yeah, all those yeah. guys. Yeah. <coughs> um, so, Kansas City just went up 20 to 3, kicking the extra point here. Um, safe to say, I think they're probably going to move on unless. I mean, I guess crazier things have happened. There's still a ton of time left. But assuming they win, who do you like coming out of the NFC this this evening? Rams, bro. Yeah, me too. I'm not picking against McVay. Haven't since, and I won't <laughs> now. Um, that'd be a good Super Bowl. I, I'd be pumped for that Super Bowl without, you know, not having a, a dog in that fight to have Casey, L.A. L.A. would be the first ever home team. They'd be the first team ever in Super Bowl history to be playing a game, a Super Bowl, in their home stadium. How wild is that? That you get, basically, you get a home game. But you know what's crazy? What's crazy is they're talking about not, they're, they're talking about, like, basically being the road team today. They're expecting more 49ers fans than LA fans. Why is that? Well, LA just relocated not that long ago. 
just a handful of years ago they were in St. Louis. Um, like it's not like the Rams got some history in and out of LA. They've been there. They moved out. They moved back. San Fran's been there forever. So I think when you're in California, there's just probably more 49ers fans, more lifelong 49ers fans. And for them to just kind of come down a couple hours down the coast, um, I think that's probably the reason why. And and there are two teams, right? Like you have the Chargers as well. And I feel like yeah. their fan base, it's, it, it's hard to keep that fan base. I know that it's a huge city, but if you're a Chargers fan, are you all of a sudden a Rams fan now? Well, the Chargers just relocated too, which is interesting. Now they just moved from San Diego, so they didn't move too far. Um, yeah, weird, right? That's yes. And LA, and how many people does LA have? Fourteen million, ten million, something like that. Like, there's plenty of plenty of room to go around if you want to pick one or the other. But super interesting. You would they think could, so. They could be the first ever team, but no travel. You could stay in your own bed. Um, even if like the fans are 50, 50, there's gotta be some advantage there. You're not living out of a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting stuff. We'll see. I, I expect that game to be good. If you remember the last time they played in week 18, the Rams blew a 17 to three lead and that's how San Fran got into the playoffs. They had to win in week 18 just to make it. Um, and now look at them. They're playing for a chance to go back to the Super Bowl. I blame L.A. Like, every Wisconsin fan needs to blame L.A. Because if they would have won. Yeah, that would have changed everything. Um, Packers obviously still would have been the number one seed. um, But L.A. would have been the two seed. So they would have played Philly. Tampa would have moved to the three seed. They would have played. Who was the other team that was vying for a playoff spot? Um, in the NFC? Yeah. Eagles? No, nope, Eagles, the Eagles got in. Um, Hold on, man, this by. is going to test me. It was the Saints, wasn't it? Uh, Saints were one of them, yeah. Hmm. It wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah. This is what. What does this say it, about it, us? It, it was the Saints. The Saints were the other nine and eight team. So I think that it would have been Philly. Actually, would have been the six seed. So Philly still would have played Tampa. Interesting. They had a destiny with Tom Brady, regardless. Uh, hmm. New Orleans would have played the Rams, but then think about that. And then you would have had the Cowboys versus the Cardinals. Um. I think the Cowboys, ooh, that would have been a good game. Yeah. Think about that. Great then, game. Then you, so I think Tampa and LA would have taken care of Philly and New Orleans, right? So then you would have, the Packers would have had the winner of the Cowboys and Cardinals. And if you remember a few weeks ago, I would have loved to have had the Cowboys come up to Lambeau because I don't think, I think Aaron would have been inspired. And I don't think he would have laid yes. an egg like he did last week. So, yeah, thanks a lot, L.A. <laughs> Screwed it up for us. Uh, all their fault. All their fault. Um, actually, is- <clears throat> actually, you know whose fault it is? It's your fault. I told you this last week, Mr. The Packers are yeah. going to the Super Bowl. 
and I told you yeah. not to jinx them, and you did it anyway. Idiot. I did do that. Um, you know what? <laughs> I will gladly take that, and I will own that because, um, like, I'll be a diehard Green Bay Packer fan every single year, and I'll bring them as a lock. And, like, this, it was this year or bust. Like, where are we going after this, right? Like, question marks on quarterback question so many question marks on the team this was the year i stand by well what's what's interesting to me so obviously the broncos hired hackett the offensive coordinator from the packers i would have mm -hmm. thought the other guy who was getting interviewed for head coaching jobs was luke getze the offensive coordinator or the excuse me the quarterbacks coach it looks like he's going to chicago to be their offensive coordinator that shocked me because I would have thought Lafleur would have been like, "Okay, hey, Nathaniel Hackett's gone. You, you're obviously next in line to be offensive coordinator." And they just let him walk out the door. Now it's looking like the Packers are gonna. <clears throat> the rumor on the street is they're gonna promote their um, offensive line coach to offensive coordinator. But like, if if there's any tie to Rodgers to either Hackett or or Gutsy. Like, why wouldn't you retain one of them? Like, obviously, if, if they're going to get head coaching jobs, you can't keep them. But you could promote the quarterback's coach to the offensive coordinator. That would at least be a promotion. Um, and they're both gone now. So, um, you know, everybody Do seems to think – Do you think Green think, Bay has made up their mind? Well, it's super interesting, right, because um, Rodgers made some comments that said, like, hey, I'm not sticking around for a rebuild. So then Matt LaFleur had his exit interview with Rodgers and said, like, look, we're not trying to rebuild, basically making his pitch to, you know, keep Rodgers happy and around for another year. What I don't know is what is the front office saying to Lafleur? Because it's not really Lafleur's choice, and I don't know, man. <coughs> Depending on the day, I go back and forth on whether they should try and bring Rodgers back. Like if they if he if he comes back for one more year, you got to figure out what to do with Adams. Probably franchise tag him, right? One year deal. Um. But then, like after that, you're you're he's done. He doesn't have a contract. He's probably not going to extend. Adams will walk in free agency. And then you didn't get anything for Rodgers. And it's not like Rodgers yep. is winning. It's not like Rodgers is winning a bunch of Super Bowls. He hasn't won one in twelve years. So it's like you, you got this guy and this team who can't seem to close the deal. Why not ship him off? Get a couple pieces plus a, a slew of draft picks and rebuild this thing. Because <clears throat> and then the benefit of doing that is even if Jordan Love sucks, you got draft picks like. I don't care. Pick a quarterback every year, you know, until you figure it out. Because um, you'll have multiple first-rounders for the next three years. So I don't know, man. I go back and forth. It's it's definitely a slippery slope because part of you is like, you're so close, right? We, all, we, we were almost there. But then the other part of you is like, the, the Packers are like the choke artists of the NFL. And this we is just coming from a Green Bay Packer fan. Bridesmaids, right? like, never, never the bride. Yes. Yep. Hundred percent. Like <clears throat> we're there every year, but we're not the team there every year. We're just we're there till the end. Yeah. Until we are. Yeah. Yeah. 
but then when the lights come on and last call's called, we're going home alone. You know, never, yep, never, uh, never bringing home the prize. So I don't know what the Packers do. That's why people make a lot I, more money than me can make decisions, I guess. But yeah, that's. I mean, you need some. You you can't let two players like like Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams leave for and nothing. not get anything for them. Yeah, that's why I think Rodgers is going to be traded. Um, I've been saying that for a while. I still think that's the way the Packers go. It's going to be tough. Like You're going to have a mutiny on your hands from a fan standpoint, especially if Love struggles, which he will, because it's basically going to be his rookie season. you know. Uh, so, All right, well, that's enough Packer talk. I think we beat that horse to death. Um, yeah, <laughs> yep. we'll see what happens with these. We'll see, we'll see what happens with these games. I'm rooting for an LA Kansas City Super Bowl. I think that'd be a fun game. So should that'd be we, an uh, amazing should, Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be a good Super Bowl. One that I'd be excited to watch. Um, if the 49ers win, God. They, not only do like you have like the 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 burn because they beat your team, but also I just think it'd be a much bo- more boring game. Yes. All right. Well. <clears throat> Should we run around the league here? We got some uh, some breaking Let's news to, to cover. Um, I'll give you a choice. You can help me direct this ship. Do you want to talk about Oakland? Talk about Brady? Or talk about the Vikings? <clears throat> um, I think the Brady story is the most is is the most intriguing they they all are intriguing uh i didn't know this until i hopped on so i have not been plugged in at all but you told me about the viking story which i think is also pretty juicy yeah so um so where do you want to start with brady or with the vikings let's do brady and then jump to minnesota okay um so so brady is interesting um after the Bucks got bounced from the playoffs, um, which before I even go there, did you know this is like the first time, I forget how many years, it's like 12 or 14 years, that there is not a Brady or a Rodgers in the NFC or AFC championship game? I did not know that, but it makes so much sense. Well, it makes a ton of sense because usually Brady's there. <laughs> like I feel yes. like you don't even need to include Rodgers in that stat. You could just say Brady, but... Um, Yep. But yeah. All right. So anyway, um, so Brady, after the Bucks loss, said, you know, um, you know, Giselle doesn't really like watching me play. She's worried. She, you know, she gets nervous every time I get hit. You know, I want to spend some time with my sons. Right. He's only got sons. He doesn't have a daughter, does he? I think he's just got sons. No. I want to spend time with my kids. Um, you know, I'm not really around. You know, after everything that happened with Kobe, like life is short. Um, and like, I just don't want to miss too many of those moments, you know, kind of laying the groundwork for him to retire. So then yesterday, Adam Schefter reported that Brady was hanging it up, hanging his cleats up. And then it spread like wildfire, right? I mean, if you went on Twitter, it was almost like Tom Brady died. Everybody was just like singing his praises, like, you know, the goat and, you know, all well-deserved. I'm not saying he didn't deserve that praise. Um, but then all of a sudden Tom Brady's agent came out and said, uh, yeah, no, Brady hasn't made a decision yet. Um, there's no official announcement. 
yeah yeah then it then it came out that brady called the buccaneers front office and said hey i haven't made a decision yet so apparently what happened was some online blog or 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 news station i I don't remember the name of the company uh released it and then Schefter got a hold of it and and then like everybody just ran with it what's really interesting is if you follow andrew brant on twitter former packers cap guy uh, he's pretty well in tune like Schefter is like really good friends i guess with brady's agent um don don Yee, i think his name is um so it's like interesting like who so like if Schefter's reporting it i have to think that Schefter is better than just reading some random news article online and running with a story so you would think that you, Schefter would have gotten it from somewhere but then the agent's like going no 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 this isn't so it's almost like the agent said something but then like brady wasn't ready for it to get out yes doesn't it feel like somebody did something that they weren't supposed to do like outside of brady i don't know if that's his agent i don't know if it was a leaked like right insider information inside like the circle like and i'm just doing all air quotes and hashtags from like yeah the leaked source of like the green bay packers quarterbacks but like <laughs> right. someone in his inner circle did something that they weren't supposed to do is the is what this story that vibe because to be honest if brady retires gronk retires with him yes which was like, that's another interesting yeah. kind of angle because gronk originally came out and said look if brady retires you know i would consider coming back and then like a day later he's like yeah if brady goes basically i'm gone um so it's just it's weird I, I do think that Brady probably said he's going to retire. I think Brady just wants to do it on his terms, on his timeline. And quite frankly, he probably wants to do what Jordan did, what Peyton Manning did, what you know all these greats did where host a press conference, do your statement live. Like I think he would rather go out like a champion like that than – just have Schefter tweet out that he's retiring, you know? Um, so I'm sure he's probably pretty pissed that um, that moment kind of got taken from him. <clears throat> um, Def- definitely a, like, sail into the sunset, right? Like, you think about, like, just a storybook ending or, like, I don't know, like a Brady Gronk, like, elderly couple just, like... <laughs> you die at the same time holding hands is like what I think about when I think about like a Brady Gronk retirement. You're a big notebook fan. (laughs) Yes. Like you're a bird. I'm a bird. Yeah. That's like what I think about when I think about Tom Brady and like Rob Gronkowski retiring. Yeah. Um, So I think that's probably it. I think Brady does probably end up retiring. Um, There was a tweet by spot track yesterday that said that Brady's due $15 million on February 4th. And there was some speculation that um, that's why Brady was waiting because he wants to get that money. Uh, Spotrack came out today and clarified their tweet. And he said, um, 
Brady's owed that money anyway. Essentially what Brady did is he, um, when he got his signing bonus last year with the Buccaneers, he deferred $15 million of the $20 million to this year. So it was just a timing. So he's owed that money regardless, so it has nothing to do with it. Um, but with Brady having some contract years on the books, if Tampa wanted to, they could go after some of that signing bonus. So when a player um, – so let's say Aaron Rodgers gets a $50 million signing bonus extension to play with the Packers and then he retires. If he doesn't play any of those years, he would owe that signing bonus back um, or could owe that back. The team could decide to let him keep it, which I think the Buccaneers would do. I don't think they would go after Brady since he gave him a Super Bowl. I don't think they'd go after that prorated signing bonus amount, but they could. So mm -hmm. that's all stuff Brady's got to consider. The money plus the NFL season's so long. Like for a guy who's been in the league for 22 years, you just lost – thinking about going back to training camp has got to be difficult it God. like mentally right mentally you have to think about all of the time and preparation that you've taken across so many different months and like the season to like get ready ramp up play an entire nfl season and then all of that comes down to one game and you lost i know and then to start all over because it's not like Brady just sits on the couch eating bonbons until July. Like he's doing band work, he's working out, he's getting massage. I mean, that grind yeah. and that effort. And you just lost. <laughs> you gotta be like, fuck. Now I gotta start all over. The, like it's that's gotta be brutal mentally. I think it's probably harder mentally than it the, is physically. Hundred percent. To like start over and know you have a nine month journey ahead of you. That's a lot. Um, what is it with Tampa Bay and dramatic exits? <laughs> I feel like this year it's nothing but dramatic exits in Tampa Bay where like this is like the equivalent of like taking off your t-shirt and like walking off in the middle of a game, right? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like Schefter bit. did it for Brady. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bizarre, right? So a couple of interesting tweets that I found regarding the Bucks and Brady. So we'll start with Brady first. I'm going to run through his regular season win-loss record by year. This is this is obnoxious. 11 and 3. Since he was a rookie? Since, since he, was, he a rookie? was a rookie. Yep, since he was a rookie. 11 and 3. 9 and 7. By the way, that was his worst year. His second year, nine and seven, was his worst record. Fourteen and two, fourteen and two, ten and six, twelve and four, sixteen and zero, one and zero. That was the year he tore his ACL. Ten and six, fourteen and two, thirteen and three, twelve and four, twelve and four, twelve and four, twelve and four, eleven and one, thirteen and three, eleven and one was the Deflate Gate year. Thirteen and three, eleven and five, twelve and four, eleven and five, thirteen and four. That is so obnoxious. He's never had a losing season in the NFL. His worst year was 9-7. and seven. I didn't take the time to add up those win-loss totals, but it is obnoxious. That That's, like, generally, like, remarkable. Yeah, that's insane. Um, so that's the good. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's look at the bad if you're the Buccaneers fans. Uh, this was another tweet by Spot Track. 
2021 starters and where their contracts contracts lay for next year. So assuming Brady is retired, QB1 retired, running back one, which is Leonard Fournette, unrestricted free agent, Chris Godwin, unrestricted free agent, Gronkowski, unrestricted free agent, center, Jensen, unrestricted free agent, right guard, unrestricted free agent, left defensive end, unrestricted free agent, right defensive end, unrestricted free agent, weak side linebacker, unrestricted free agent, free safety, unrestricted free agent, and right side corner, unrestricted free agent. They got some work do to you, do. They have some holes to fill. I did not. Like, that's their entire offense outside of, like, yeah, skill so positions, want, right? Like, Well, well, Fournette they, and Godwin. Leonard Fournette, yeah. Fournette, Godwin, and Gronk, all UFAs. And then you got two guys on the offensive line. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six starters on offense and f- five starters on defense all either retired or unrestricted free agents. So <clears throat> the Buccaneers, in their genius, and I'm not being sarcastic, I actually mean that, when they hired Brady, they knew they had like a two-year window, right? So they signed yeah. a whole bunch of these guys to two-year deals. And like last year, if you remember, when we did the NFC South, they were the first team in Super Bowl history to bring back all 22 starters from a Super Bowl winning team. Like they, right. they won the Super Bowl last year, and they're like, "Double down, baby. We don't. We know our window's not very long. Like, double down. Didn't work out, but now, now those roosters are coming home to roost. You know, those chickens are coming home to roost because yeah, they got 11 of their 22 starters who may not be back next year, and like I don't know how they pay all these guys. So it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Tom Brady stuff. If he does end up, he doesn't retire, right? It's almost like a LeBron James feel, but NFL version where you have guys that are going to take pay cuts or need to take pay cuts at a heightened opportunity to win a Super Bowl with Brady is what it feels like. Well, and now with Brady potentially being gone. Those guys ain't taking pay cuts to come back to Tampa. Like, who's who's Tampa's quarterback? If Brady truly retires, and like I'm Chris Godwin, who I mean, got waiting in the waiting in the wind. Bring back Jameis. Bring back (laughs) Jameis. He's a free agent. There we go. Um, they're in trouble. Um, Meet and I were talking about this on Wednesday. If Brady truly retires. That could be the worst division in the history of divisions. You have Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons, who haven't been good in the last several years. Not to mention Matt Ryan's due to make like $48 million. So he's going to eat up a substantial amount of cap room. And they don't have a good roster to begin with. And even if they cut Matt Ryan, they're giving up a ton of dead cap. Like the Falcons are going to be bad. Mm Mm-hmm. We don't know what Tampa's going to have back and who their quarterback is going to be. New Orleans is $70 million over the cap right now, and they don't have a quarterback. And, you know, or okay, if you want to tell me it's Taysom Hill, and they don't have a head coach yet because Sean Payton retired. Uh, so, who, and then you got Carolina. 
who I don't know who they want to be when they grow up Is either. Good? Yeah, <laughs> who's their quarterback? Sam, we're going to run Sam Darnold back out there again? Yeah. Like, we make fun of the NFC East, but good God, the NFC South could be like the like six and eleven could win that division. <laughs> Is so like NFC wise, like outside of the NFC West and the NFC North, like NFC as a whole, really down. Yes. So if if Rogers gets traded and Brady retires, it's basically the like NFC West and the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Maybe Philadelphia. Maybe. So so it's the NFC West and Philly. I just have zero confidence in Dallas being able to show up when it counts. No, but like I, I don't dis- I don't disagree with you there, but they'll go 12 and 5 or 13 and 4. Yeah. Like they'll have a really good record and there'll be a lot of hype behind them. Um mm-hmm. Where Philly, I think depending on what they do at quarterback, they have three first-round picks this year. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And if Jalen Hurts is the guy, is he able to take another step forward? But, like, Philly will probably win 10, 11 games, I would guess. Dallas will probably win 12, 13 games. And then you got the NFC West. Like, if if Rodgers goes to the AFC, he goes to Denver or somewhere else, Miami maybe, um, Pittsburgh. Um, if he goes out of the NFC, I mean, the Packers are going to win somewhere between six and eight games. Um, if that, but yes. Yeah, I mean, if, if they go nine and eight, that would be like a really good year for them. Uh, I think the Vikings probably are the favorite to win the division, but I don't see them winning more than nine games, ten games. The Bears are a couple years away at least, and the Lions are awful. So, yeah, it's literally like you would have like whoever wants to win the NFC West is probably going to be the number one seed mm-hmm. or, or at least the best team. Which, the, what, I mean, how do you consolidate that much? Like whoever comes out of that division wins. I mean, who's going to stop them next year? Someone you else don't in have division. competition. It, yeah, it could, but it'll be just like it is this year where you could have two teams from the NFC West playing in the NFC Championship game again. Yep. I mean, that, that, yeah. division had, that division had three teams make the playoffs this year. Three of the four teams made the playoffs. It could be, it could be that like was, that just again. That was one of like the sure-handed things. I remember when we were going into the NFL, all the calls were like, NFC West is the real deal. Like you have yeah. – Right, like Seattle, uh, San Francisco, and um, L.A. All contenders. Yeah. And who's the fourth team? Arizona. Arizona, who at like the halfway point, they were the number one seed. You know, they were seven and one or eight and one. Their only loss was to the Packers on a short week. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. God. The NFC is going to be down. And then on on the flip side, as Meat and I were talking, like let's assume that Rodgers does indeed does get traded to Denver you would have Herbert Mahomes Rogers and right now Derek Carr and there's been rumors that Russell Wilson could go to Vegas like that's just one division doesn't even include you know then you got Josh Allen you got um you know some of these other stuff Burrow 
um, these stud quarterbacks. Like the AFC is stacked, mm-hmm. absolutely stacked. So, I don't know, man. Interesting stuff. We'll see if, if Brady stays retired. So, so gun gun to your head right now. Do you think? I guess two things: Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Are they taking snaps next year? And if they are, where are they taking snaps? So I'm going to start with Brady. I'm going to say no. I, I think these rumors around him retiring are legit. Um, I think he's pushing back because I think he would have rather had it done on his terms and, and on his timeline. Um, so I'm going to say Brady, no. I'm going to say he's done. Uh, Rogers, I'm going to say Yes. Where do I think he's going to play? So it's not Green Bay is it's what not, I'm hearing. It's not Green Bay. I do not think he's back. I think the front office is ready to move on. I think he's ready to move on. It's just finding a trading partner that he is comfortable with going to. The The, the easy answer is Denver. Because of Hackett. Like, yeah. to me, Hackett. you don't pick up Hackett. That's your trading piece, right? Like, hey, man, you want an easy, soft transition? We have this guy. Remember you don't have to. You don't have to learn any new playbook. You don't have to learn any new terminology. Like, the offense Nothing. you've been running for the last however many years. But that seems, like, too easy. I – but Denver, Denver's got the cap space. Um, they're They're willing to give up probably the assets to make a trade work. So Denver is probably the smart answer. I think two other plausible locations would be Philadelphia. And then I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Um, I think if Rogers went to Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh would be a candidate for the top team in the AFC. Like, that defense is legit. T.J. Watt, um, I mean, they got a really good defense. You put Rodgers with, like, Najee Harris, I think they would have to probably go out and draft a wide receiver or two to help Rodgers out because I just don't think – I mean, they got some guys over there, but – Really, I, I disagree. Uh, I think – You, th- you I think they'd be good with, like, Clayton a... and – So – Schuster's gone, right? Or Schuster is—he's a free agent. Contract year for him, right? Yeah, yeah, because he signed like a one-year deal last year. So, but he didn't really show a lot this year. And then they have Chase Claypool. Claypool. They have. I said Clayton. I meant um, Claypool. And then the other guy, um, Deontay Johnson. Yep. And then they have James Washington still on the roster as well. Rodgers apparently is saying that wherever he goes, he wants Adams to follow him. If that's the case, it won't be Pittsburgh. And if it's going to be Denver, if it's going to be Denver, that means Denver is probably shipping Judy or Cortland Sutton back to the Packers as part of that deal because they have three guys under contract, three good guys under contract. So if you're going to make room for Devontae – Maybe Oakland, but then is Oakland ready to move on from Derek Carr? Because Oakland's got the cap space, and maybe they would be willing to take on Devontae Adams. That's like Meat Locker's favorite thing. He's been talking about that for months. 
I don't know. If if that if that actually happens, we'll never hear the end of it from Meat Locker, right? <laughs> like he'll he'll forever let us know that he called the team that Aaron Rodgers signed with. Yeah. So I don't know. Where do you think Rodgers goes? And do you think Brady plays um, again? So I think there are so for Rodgers, I think there are two I I really think that there are only two options. And I think Denver made it very clear if we had to like assign like if this is dating, Denver made it very clear the intentions that they want um for Rodgers and they want him. And they're willing yeah, to do something like sign a dude who like is familiar with Rodgers who Rodgers endorsed earlier this year to say, hey, come in and play with us. Yeah, I mean, they're showing their hand, right? Like, I mean, they, they interviewed, I don't know how many head coaching candidates they interviewed, but two of them were from the Packers staff. Like, they, they, want, they want Aaron to know, like, hey, come here, you'll be as comfortable as possible. Which yes. is a bold move, right? Because what if the Packers say, no, we're not going to trade him? <laughs> then you're stuck with this guy that maybe was not your favorite choice. <laughs> And it's it, it's also it's I think it's Denver reading between the lines really well on some of the offseason drama in Green Bay last year, right? Like Rogers wants a piece of like decision making. He wants to be a part of like he he wants the LeBron treatment, but NFL wise, right? Like he wants to be part of front office decisions. This is Denver kind of giving him that option. Yeah, and and Denver did this with Peyton Manning. That's how they won their Super Bowl a handful of years ago. They're like, "All right, yeah, Peyton's time and Indy's done. Like, come here. We know that we're only going to get one or two years out of you, but f it. Like, let's push all the chips in and let's try and win a Super Bowl, and we'll figure the rest out later." Um, yeah, I mean, they're probably the they make the most logical sense, but it seems boring to pick them. <laughs> yep. Uh, if so the the kid in me wants Rodgers to stay. I don't think it's it's not the Packer way. No. Right? Like to to keep NFL quarterbacks, I think historically we've been really good like with Brett Favre leaving, Aaron Rodgers leaving and then going to Denver just makes sense for the Packers. It does. And if the Packers do keep Rodgers, two things got to happen one you have to extend him so that if you decide to move on later you can get something for him and two you got to dish jordan love those two can't coexist i don't think and you can't keep a first round pick on your roster who's never going to play um because now it's time it's time to see what love has because if he is the future you gotta declare his fifth round option at the end of next year and if you've never seen the guy play how do you know what he is so yeah. Okay. What about Brady? You think Brady's done? I I go back and forth because I do like I'm very much with you. I think this was something that Brady wanted to make a decision on his own and this was now leaked, so it's kind of been it was taken away from him. So it's is this really it? Like is this the way he wants to leave or is he the type of person that is so obsessed with winning that like He's gonna come back out of thinking about yes, um, and part of me thinks that that's where he's at. I think Giselle has way more weight on the back end of this. Like, Mm -hmm. 
if it were if Tom Brady were a single 44 year old man playing football he and it was only his decision he's coming back I think Giselle is in the background like hey man you're 44 years old you look 23 years old and like you play a sport that's extremely taxing on your body and like mm-hmm. you have a family and a wife and like she even came out and like you mentioned it earlier she said she doesn't like that he plays football and like watching him makes her nervous and like I think she has a lot of weight. It would make sense for him to ride off into the sunset. Um, I think also, I say he comes. I say he comes back. Interesting. You know, with the Brady, Giselle, you know, married dynamic. As a married guy, I could totally see like Giselle being like, okay. Tom, you've had your fun. It's been 22 years. Like now it's time to be home and go to school plays and watch your kids play sports and maybe coach them. And Hey, we want to go to Disney world together. Like I could, I I want you to eat a strawberry. Like I could totally see, (laughs) (laughs) I could totally see, uh, I could hear my wife having that conversation with me. Like, look, I've let you do you for the last 22 years. Um, but now it's time to come home. There's, you have nothing left to prove. You're the greatest of all time. You've won seven Super Bowls. Like now, now we need you. And it's home. not even close. It's yeah, not even and close. It's not even close. It's not, even, he's won more Super Bowls than any other franchise. Like him individually has won more Super Bowls than any other franchise. Like he has nothing left to prove. Um, and the fact that, and if this was it, like, yes, I'm sure he would have loved to have gone out with another Super Bowl just to further stamp his legacy. But even so he finished with the most touchdown passes with the most passing yards. Like there was no degradation. Is that a word? There was no, his, his game didn't get any worse. Degrading. Yes. Yeah. it, it It didn't. Yeah. It didn't degrade at all. Like he. He very easily could have been the MVP this year, and he still might be. It would be a shock because Rodgers had more All-Pro votes, but he was in the discussion. Although on the flip side, to play devil's advocate with myself, like there's got to be part of him that is going. I'm not slowing down. I can still play at an elite level, um, and why not continue to do it as long as I can? But how long? So how so? Because I'm looking at Brady's stats right now. He led the league in passing yards at 44 years of age by over 300 yards. By an entire game. Yeah. Um, The thing I'll say about quarterbacks, though, I, I, I just pulled up. Manning stats the thing that would worry me is like when it comes to an end like it can fall off a cliff in a hurry especially with injuries like you know you and I aren't that old compared to Brady I I just turned 32 you're 31 like think about like what it's like getting over a hangover right now like now imagine like you're 44 and you're getting hit by 300 pound linemen 
like like just your ability to bounce back week to week has like I don't care like Brady is top notch in terms of his nutrition and recovery and taking care of himself like I'm not I'm not questioning I'm not questioning his work ethic at all but like it just it takes that much longer to like feel normal week in and week out like I'm sure that's part of the Giselle thing too like she's walking him limp around the house and you know ice baths and all that stuff just to try and play at do it all over again yeah interesting well what sounds like we'll find out in the next couple weeks for sure but I think Brady is somebody like do you think he cares about other like about being the best comparatively to other people yes I think to an extent he does if there's a man today in sports that would do something like return just to solely be better than he than himself right because that's really what he's doing it's not, it's no longer a legacy because he's already left it so like really you're just you you want to come back because you want to ride off into the sunset or like you want to do better or do something and you're just beating yourself well he's a winner right yeah I mean, winners want to win winners uh-huh. don't want to leave on a loss I think he could play another three to four years. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Uh, although, look, I, was, so I, I pulled up Peyton Manning. So I don't know if you remember Peyton Manning when he left. So he, I didn't realize he played in Denver for four seasons. Uh, yeah. So he went 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, 7 and 2 in his last four seasons. He was 36 through 39. Um, he threw for he that 40. that neck issue, right? Yeah. Well, that was the year between Indy and Denver. Um, mm. But he threw for 4,700 yards. He threw for 5,477 yards and 55 touchdowns at age 37. Jesus. Yeah, we forget those about are, that those year. Those are video game, video game numbers. <laughs> yeah, no shit for a 37-year-old quarterback. Um, and then in 2014, he threw for 4,700 yards and 39 touchdowns. But then, like, the wheels came off, and they came off in a hurry. Um, he only threw for 2,200 yards. Now, he only played in nine games. But he only threw for 2,200 yards, nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Like, his arm, it, it was, it, like, just completely fell off. And now a lot of that may have been from the neck, um, his neck injuries, finally just finally catching up with him. But, like, Drew Brees was kind of the same way, right? At the end of his career, he couldn't get the, the deep ball going. Like, he just had all those injuries. Like, that stuff just adds up. And, you know, maybe Brady's been lucky enough to avoid it. But, it, like, I would hate to see Brady come back one more year than he should. Because I want to remember Brady going, you know, doing what he did this year, throwing for 5,000 yards and 45 touchdowns and leading the league in passing, not – you know, staying that extra year, having like eight touchdowns and 20 interceptions, and he just can't get the ball out. And that'd be sad to watch, you know. And then there's like a media circus, right? Like, is it time to bench Brady? Is it, right? Like, right. all of those discussions start to come in. And like, that just, not that you could tarnish, and I'm going to call it for what it is, like the GOAT's legacy, but 
but it's just it's not as luxurious as going out as a Super Bowl winner and then losing in like the second round of the NFL playoffs. He still had an MVP season. Whether or not he wins it, I mean, he he's in the discussion, no doubt. Yes. So, all right. It's did did he lead the league in receiving or in passing yards and touchdowns this year? By the way, I think uh, he did. I believe he did. Season leader. He's forty four years old. Is that wild? I. I'm I'm looking at a stat here, but it's just the Google reference. They're telling me that he led the league in pass yards by over 300. The next person has 300 less, and then he led the league in passing TDs. Yep. So he had the most yards. Herbert was second. He had the most touchdowns. Stafford was second. Herbert was third. Um. Hmm. Interceptions Shout out to Meatlocker. Meat, Meatlocker was real early on Herbert. He is <clears throat> and was. If there's one knock on Brady, his picks are up. But even then he's... He was like 13th. So it's not like he was like number one in picks. Number one in interceptions, Matt Stafford. Is that surprising? Yeah, it is. It was to me anyway. Same. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean Wow. Stat wise, he's you could argue he was the best quarterback stat wise this year. Brady? Yes. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Which is why if he came back I wouldn't be surprised. Because he still has it. At all. Um, if he retires, I wouldn't be surprised either. <laughs> like nothing would surprise me. Um, all right, let's let's hit a couple of these other headlines, um, and then we'll we'll wrap things up. So <clears throat> you mentioned earlier you thought another juicy story. <clears throat> uh, according to the Twitter account NFL Rumors, um, and actually ESPN has a story on it. Uh, the Vikings are looking at Jim Harbaugh as their next head coach, which. Um, really interesting. I, with all of the head coaching vacancies out there, um, I, I, you know, Harbaugh's name never really got brought up. He'd never been in an interview. It's kind of interesting this late in the game that his name is now coming up. Um, what do you think about that? Jim Harbaugh to Minnesota. I think it's really intriguing and like such a Harbaugh move. I don't know. After like he had kind of a resurgence in the, in in Michigan. Wouldn't you agree? Well, at least he, this year. And if he didn't, like his coaching career would be in real jeopardy because I think he was on the hot seat at Michigan up until this year he had never beaten Ohio State. They had some real average years. Um but this year, you know, they finally get the job done. They beat Ohio State. They make the playoff. You know, they got embarrassed a little bit um, in that Georgia game. Um, but still, you know, your top four team in the country. They got a big recruiting class coming in once again next year. Like, he, he saved his coaching career this year. Yes, but does it get you off of the hot seat long enough? 
I think I think even though he had one good year, you still come back, you lose to Ohio State again next year, right? Like 2022-2023 season. Are you back on the hot seat? I think it I think a year like this probably buys you 3 years. Okay. I think I think like next year if they have like if they come back to earth a little bit, I think you're fine. I think if you have another average year in year two, by the time year three rolls around, yeah, you better be getting back to the college football playoff and you better be beating Ohio State. Or yeah, you're probably gone. Um so I think this I think this season in Michigan probably buys them another probably three years. What's interesting though about Harbaugh is I, I think he's a better pro coach than a college coach. It's like one of the rare instances. Um, you know, to be a college coach, I think you have to be more of a recruiter like like Saban for as good as he like don't get me wrong I think Saban's a f- obviously he you want to talk about Belichick on the pro side Saban on the college side is probably the world's greatest football coach so I don't want to take this the wrong way but I think what Saban has been able to build down there is he's more of like a salesman he's more of a recruiter than a coach yes does that make sense? Like people, I don't want people to take that the wrong way. Where I where I don't think Saban can coach football. That's not what I'm saying. I just think if you, if you looked at his characteristics, recruiting is probably better than football X's and O's. Uh, Agreed. And that's why college coaches are like the programs that are good are good because they can sell their school, they can sell their program to high school athletes that they are then able to develop into you know winning teams. Harbaugh, I don't think Harbaugh's like great at that. Although Michigan has had some really good recruiting classes, and shit, they're gonna have two of the top five picks in the draft this year, um, in all likelihood. But I think I think Harbaugh is more of a football guy, and he had a really good run in San Francisco. He went like forty-four and nineteen as the coach there, and San Fran I think pulled the trigger on him way too early. I think. I think he would rather be back in the NFL, but I think he's also smart enough to realize that it, it wants to be like his job. Like he's not going to just take the Houston Texans job opening. He doesn't want to go back no. and suck. Like he's going to pick, he's going to hand pick his job. And apparently Minnesota is appetizing to him. I mean, especially in a Aaron Rodgerless division where he now doesn't have to to your point recruit but more so right he's a player Draft coach. And like the guy yeah. like yes like and and like he's just like you no know, he's just like a likable dude i don't know how else to put it like he's a weird quirky like kind of old dad that like loves drinking milk and, and like, wearing khakis and, and yeah and like pleated khakis yeah uh i agree um and if Rodgers leaves, you have the best quarterback in the division in Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we laugh, but it's true. Um, and then, you, you know, the Vikings will probably draft a guy next year that Harbaugh would be able to develop as his own, you know. Um, and he's a quarterback. He's a former quarterback. He's a quarterback's coach, offensive guy. I think he finds that appealing for a lot of different reasons. And I think he would actually be a good fit there. I think he'd be a good fit, Minnesota. Agreed. I agree. So, I I think because Harbaugh's like a hard nosed football guy, right? Like 
They they have a good running game. They have a decent enough quarterback, and they have great wide receiver play. Yeah, they have their question marks are mostly on the defensive side. Um, mm-hmm. cause that defense is getting older and they got some holes to fill, but you know, a good draft, a couple free agents and you're right back in it. So yeah, interesting. Um, I didn't think we would see him, see him come into the fold here. Especially not you, like you said this late. And so is this official? Did, is, is no, no, no. They're the Vikings. No, no, no. They're just they're talking. interviewing him, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're inter- yeah they're dating. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're dating right now. They're not married yet. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. The last thing, and this does seem to be married, not dating. Um, the Raiders are doing their best New England Patriots impersonation. They're hiring Josh McDaniels, the um, offensive coordinator for the Patriots. And they're also bringing in um, Dave Ziegler, who was in the Patriots front office as their general manager. So the Raiders are trying to be the New England Patriots West Coast, (laughs) Um, which is really interesting. I do not like this hire. Um, I... McDaniels would scare me as a coach, and maybe he'll prove me wrong. He didn't have a good first go-around. Um, now, that doesn't mean it won't be better the second time. And maybe with a GM that he obviously will have a relationship going into Las Vegas with, with the uh, with Ziegler, who's also from the Patriots, maybe they'll be more on the same page in terms of drafting and developing their talent. <sighs> it scares me a little bit, though. If I was a Raiders fan, I'd be a little nervous about bringing Josh McDaniels in. I agree with you 100%. Um, especially considering that he already had one go around and it didn't go too well. Yeah. Um, um, no question. I, I, I just Googled this because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow the story and like I want to make sure that I get it right. This is like the most fitting gif that I think I ran into and that I need to share. It's the Michael Scott in the office. Like, <laughs> no question about it. I'm ready to get hurt again. Yep. Yep. And that's how Raiders are probably feeling right now. Um, <sighs> real interesting. Now, you know, maybe I think the Raiders got to lock down Derek Carr now. Maybe with a solid quarterback, you know, they're just in such a tough division too. Um, it's a real interesting hire. One thing I want to address, and I want to be really – it's a touchy subject. I've seen a lot of um, a lot of things on Twitter, a lot of people complaining about the lack of African-American head coaches. And when it first happened, so – there were, you know, obviously Brian Flores got fired. Um, the coach from Houston got fired. Um, there's only one black coach in football right now, and that's Mike Tomlin. I had originally not given much credence to that just because if you were following the head coaching searches, a lot of the candidates were African-American. You got Todd Bowles, 
Byron Leftwich, Brian Flores, I thought would still, and he still might. I thought he was going to land quickly somewhere else. It's now looking so you got make um, if Harbaugh goes to Minnesota, you got um, McDaniel's going to Vegas. It looks like Houston wants to hire Josh McCown as their head coach, which would just be like a mind blowing hire. Circulate. Uh, Now I'm starting to go like, what is going on here? Why aren't some of these candidates like a Byron Leftwich, like a Bulls, like the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, uh, Eric? um, Is it BME? Is that how you pronounce his name? Um, Another, another another african-american coach like why aren't some of these guys getting jobs because i would say they're more than qualified they got to be more qualified than freaking josh mccown no offense to josh i'm sure he's a nice guy but um no but he was like holding a and he was holding a clipboard not long ago so i maybe he is a very qualified coach and like right like what sets him apart from a byron leftwich who also is a quarterback and an offensive coordinator to a team who won a Super Bowl, and then was the second seed in the pl- in the playoffs this year. Like, wh- wh- is I don't know. Is there something more there? I guess you and I will never know. It's not like we're in these interviews or in these front office decision makings. Uh, but I, I'm kind of changing my tune on it. I was at first saying like, well, you know, give it some time. I think yes, we're down to Mike Tomlin as the only coach, but I think you would have. I think by the time this shakes out, you would have three or four or five African-American head coaches. Um, now I'm not so sure. It's We're running out of vacancies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't seem to be these, – some of these guys who are very clearly qualified don't seem to be getting opportunities. So it'll be interesting. Um, for anybody who's, you know, really upset about it, don't expect the NFL to do anything about it. You know, they have the Rooney rule. Um, but remember, they work for the owners, and if the owners want these guys as their coaches, the NFL is not going to crack down on teams. And I, I don't know what you can do about it because you already have the Rooney Rule where they have to interview, whether it's in the front office or for head coaching, they have to interview at least one minority candidate. Um, Alex, can you? So, is that the gist of the Rooney Rule? Just for yeah. those listening that might not be. Yep. Aware so, if you have a Rooney Rule is. If you have a vacancy in your front office or as your head coach, you have to at least interview um, a minority candidate, whether it's a woman, African-American, other ethnicity. You have to at least interview someone. Um, You don't have to hire them, but you have to interview them. I don't know what more you can do to pressure teams into hiring Um yeah like the di like aspect of like coaching right like yeah give somebody which a shot. i i don't the, the thing that i struggle with i don't believe some like i don't think byron left which as an example i don't believe his most redeeming quality is that he's black so i don't think that he should get a head coaching job just because he's black however he's very clearly qualified so it's just it's it is kind of sitting on the outside it is kind of interesting that these guys aren't landing these positions when unless they're just bombing interviews which i can't imagine but like i said we're and, not in the room of, so and and part of it maybe is just that it's it's a fit and maybe it's not even the team's fault it's that 
like a Byron Leftwich, doesn't want to go to a different team. Like maybe he has his sights set on one team. Because, I mean, how many chances in the NFL do you get as a coordinator going to a head coaching position? Yes. And like, especially like you you said it best, I think, just recently. Like you're not going to come back. Like Harbaugh is not coming back to be the head coach of the Texans because that's now his second stint. If that doesn't go well, that's your second strike, right? Like, yeah, now you're stuck at the coordinator level forever. <laughs> so so I think there are a lot of variables that play into it that go beyond it. It's, it's yet, yeah, it's a rule. And I think just where we are today in 2022, it's a hot topic of discussion that just comes out in the media, right? Yeah, and that's why I, I want to be careful around the discussion well for a lot of different reasons but uh it is kind of a hot topic but at the same time it we don't know what's going on in those interviews in the process so it's hard to speculate um but it's just kind of it's just kind of an interesting interesting piece of all of this um and we'll see where it ends up like like i think it would be criminal if brian flores doesn't end up as a head coach somewhere agreed like the guy went eight and one his last nine weeks in Miami, games? yeah, or eight yes. and one, something like that. Um, like in a Miami team that I don't think has a ton of talent. I mean, they have talent at certain positions, but top to bottom, probably not the best roster out there. And yeah, the fact that that guy is still interviewing and doesn't have a job yet, like that's why. Why is that the case? You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Anything else that you... Oh, go ahead. I think it just goes to show the selectivity of, like, head coaches and, like, the vacancies. Like, not... I mean, yeah, you can interview for a position that you're interested in, but, like, how many of those positions is... Are you butting against one another because you have, like, a 1A preference? And it could be for a job even, right? Like, it could be for those that are, like, prospective, like, NFL players... It, it, it could be you're working out for multiple teams. You have less selection as a player, obviously, but you're yeah. still you're working out for plenty of teams. Or or maybe you work a desk job and like you just you work in the insurance world and you're pinning one guarantee against another, or whatever the case may be, and you're saying I could go here and work for this amount of money, match it. And I yeah, think well, and- in the sorry, just in that head coaching like position i think some of that is happening but i think a lot of it you need to find the right place like why did harbaugh choose minnesota and not like a oakland right like he could have went back to cali could have went like across right it's it's another in vegas now they're now they're in vegas though yeah (laughs) i forget that all the time Um, too i say oakland and san diego all the time um, never mind yeah and and i don't want like it it's tricky right because like if if we're if if we end up with only one black coach and it's mike tomlin in the nfl i want to be really careful too because while i think that would be obviously probably not good for the nfl at least from at the very least from a per- perception standpoint but like I also don't want to like insinuate that like GMs and teams are racist either because like if you're a general manager um like you are tied to your head coach. Like if your head coach sucks, 
you're probably losing your job as the general manager. Now, you could also say, well, the reason then they're not, I mean, like there's so many different layers to it. And when you get into discussions of race, it can get a little heated. I don't know. I think it's just, it's um, interesting to say the least. And it'll be interesting to see how it, how it plays out. Um, I've kind of changed my tune on it though. Cause I, I, I did think by this point we would have one or two or three of these guys who are interviewing for positions would have already been hired. And so far none of them have. So interesting stuff. Oh, Mike just pulled up, Mike I just pulled up an article you. that looks like Byron's going to, going to Jacksonville. Who, what website is this, Mike? Sporting news. Oh, sporting news. Mm-hmm. Eh. When was that written? Um, late four days ago. Okay. Well, they haven't announced anything yet. I mean, I think Leftwich Flores. Mm. I do wonder about the uh, Eric Biemi because he's been interviewing for head coaching jobs for like three years and has never been hired. And the Chiefs have had an amazing offense. He's been like Andy Reid's protege. Like he must not interview well. It makes you wonder, right? Like what what is your barrier? Yeah. It, like that that one is a big question mark. But all right. Uh, anything else you want to hit on before we wrap this thing up? No, just I mean, even left which like look at like. Arians is giving him a plug here. Yeah. Right? So like to to hear the Josh McDaniels thing, like very much like I'm I'm with you. There's some questions there. Um it has to be an internal connection, in my opinion. I don't know who who is the team that they were looking at to bring in? Um Ah, uh, the Texans. The Texans. There, there must like. Did he used to play in Houston? Oh, uh, maybe he he made a handful of stops. But still, like all these candidates out there, and you're going to like you're going to bring in like a first like. It's not like Josh Josh McCown's not a coordinator anywhere, is he? I thought he was holding a clipboard as of last year. He did play for the Texans. Yep. That has to be the connection. And it's just like such a poorly run organization, right? That they're that they're like he did really good holding the clipboard for I'm forgetting who it he was. Has, but right, like Matt Schaub. He so has, like come he on has back in. No coaching experience beyond the high school level. Never coached in college, never coached in the pros. But he's more qualified than Byron Leftwich or Brian Flores or weird, man. All I got to say is I think people have the right to be a little bit upset about that one mm-hmm. specifically. I Yeah, that's – I mean, right? Like, no, be on the high school level. You coached high school sports. <laughs> you could just go be an NBA coach. Yeah, for sure. We went to state once. Why why am I it's not the on the same. bench of the Milwaukee Bucks? Yep, it's the same thing. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. Wow. Well, 
Yeah, we'll I see. don't think I have anything else. Just like it's 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 crazy the selections and how they occur. It is, and you know who knows? Maybe I'll still be right, and maybe a handful of these guys will end up with head coaching gigs. And um, but I don't know. I do not know. All right, well, um, we got two games today, and then a week break. We've got a bye week next week. Um, I think you and I will probably still be here, but professional football have a bye week and then we got the super bowl in two weeks um for those of you listening i am gonna try and get some of the players i signed on over the next couple of weeks um so as long as their schedules permit you can start to hear from some of these guys as they get ready for their pro day um it's kind of crazy that february is just a couple days away um because the combine will be here the end of the february then you got pro days middle to end of march draft at the end of april rookie mini camps otas and then we're right back into it so is it does this get you excited because this is like i feel like this is your time now right like this is where things for normal fans like me like oh man i have no more football after two weeks from now like this is like the dark ages of the nfl but for you as a first year agent that's kind of different, right? Like your your job kind of just Yeah, beginning. absolutely. So in two weeks, I'm actually heading down to Scottsdale uh, to hook up with Clint as he's going through his training. Um, and then the very next day, I'm flying up to Denver to meet up with Elijah. He's got like a mock pro day. Um, so we'll check in with him on his training. And then, um, yeah, and then as we um, get into March, um, then we have everybody's pro day. And yeah, then it'll be like real, and then we we'll got the draft, and we'll see if any of these guys can go in the draft. And if not, immediately following the draft, when teams start signing priority free agents and undrafted free agents, uh, that'll be kind of go time, and we'll see. Hopefully, all these guys can find a home, at least on a ninety-man roster, and then it'll be uh, rookie camps. And you know, yeah, when you're watching the NBA Finals, I'll be like glued to reports about how someone's rookie mini camp went and how <laughs> you know how they're doing hopefully you know everybody stays healthy and all that stuff but um yeah it'll be it'll be crazy oh wow Mahomes just threw a pick Bengals are coming back 21 13 I I was just yeah we got a ball game we got a ball game it's and they're not going down without a fight I love it for sure how about, um, yeah, no, I, I, I won't start with that topic. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for, it's, it's such a bad That's habit all right. of mine. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for you, man. That's, it's, it, it's exciting to think about what's coming down the pipeline and like clearly you have your ducks in a row or at least like it sounds like you have a game plan and like you know like the things that you need to execute on like going into the off season. I don't know. To me, as an outsider, it just seems like that's not as easily said as you make it sound. Yeah, I, it's um, it's been a lot of fun and really interesting going through it. I mean, most football fans are focused on the professional playoffs, and rightly so. The NFL's king, uh, but I've been actually spending most of my attention on like college all star games. Like you had the NFL PA Bowl yesterday. You got the East-West Shrine Bowl going on this week, and then next week you got the Senior Bowl. Um, so seeing who's coming out of that, um, who's making a splash, who's 
who's rising, who's falling, all that good draft talk um, is kind of uh, kind of interesting, and it's been a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm excited. I'll keep you guys up to date on on how things are going. And like I said, I hope to have a couple of these guys on over the next handful of weeks so you can hear from them uh, specifically, hear their stories, what we got going on, and what we expect out of them. So it'll be good. It'll be good. All right. Well, should we wrap this thing up? Um, yeah. Do you want to do like the Rams Niners prediction? Yeah, I got the Rams. Oh, yeah, we did this already. Yep. Yeah, same. Um, which means the 49ers will win. Over or under? Over under? What is the over under? So it's Rams. So it's Rams three and a half. Um, let me find the over under. Over under is 45 and a half. Um, so I'm going to go over. I'm going to go the Rams. I think the Rams cover. I think they win by more than three and a half, but I'm going to pick the under. I'm going to go Rams 24, 49ers 17. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Rams big today. Like it's not even a game. Th- 28, no wait, they have to cover. Well, if the Rams win big, they'll cover. 31, 31, 14 Rams. That would still be the under. That's 45. The over-under is 45 and a half. 45. Oh, wow. It's a lot of points, um, especially if you think the Rams are going to blow them out. 35. Rams 35, score 35 14. points. All right. Yes. Well, the Bengals just scored. Guess who? Jamar Chase. Is it, J- yep. is it Jamar Chase? A little fade route. They'll probably go for two here to tie it up. Good games. Enjoy football. I've said this the last couple of weeks. Not very much of it left, and then we'll be in the like you said, the cold, dark ages of the NFL offseason. There will be plenty to talk about, though. Free agency this year. We'll have a lot of draft talk. I invited Meat back for a lot of draft talk, um, and then um, yeah, free agency. Interesting. 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 It's oh. A lot of exciting things coming down the pipeline. Um, but no matter where you are and where you listen from to this podcast, it, it is kind of like a darker time if you're an NFL fan. Because you just think about all the sports that are coming up. Like, you have a regular season NBA. MLB isn't really starting. And, like, even, like, off season and, like, spring training isn't exciting. Well, and baseball... Um, uh... They might not play this year. They're uh, they need to they need to get I a saw. collective bargaining agreement signed. So it could literally just be the NBA. Uh, if you're a hockey fan, you got the NHL. Um, and if there's no baseball, think about it. So the NBA and NHL will wrap up June, right? June ish, and then from June until September, when the NFL kicks off, there would be no sports. If there's no baseball. So, 
So true. And I, I'm my my mind just from a soccer standpoint goes to the EPL. And like I, I just had to Google this because I didn't know how many games that are in or how, I'm sorry, how many matches the EPL plays season. Um August to May. Yeah, so for any soccer fans for soccer fans out there, um there's a little bit of an EPL. So you're gonna season. have the PGA tour? Maybe some tennis? And I can guarantee you, anybody who's listening to us Australian talk probably don't ended. could give two shits about the PGA Tour or or tennis. But um, yep. yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Well, I feel like we've dragged this exit out long enough. Um, so follow us at all the social media spots: Twitter, Instagram. I gotta get that Substack going. I've been talking about that for like four weeks. Gotta get that back up and running. Um, You've got. You've got two children. I got two children. I'm battling this plague. Um, I got a lot of excuses too, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very clearly. I'll probably have a different excuse next week, so stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. But um, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you all next week. Later. Peace. Peace.